No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon rises against Judah, placing her kings under tribute. They rebel and Nebuchadnezzar takes captives to Babylon. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Kings chapter 24 on Simply the Bible. You know, the Bible tells us that we will reap what we sow and that be sure your sin will find you out. And that is what we see in the history of the nation of Judah. For the longest time, they had sown to the wind and now they were reaping the whirlwind. God was bringing the Babylonians against them to take them captive. After for so many years, they had ignored God's prophets, they had ignored God's law, and they had served and worshipped idols. We continue today in 2 Kings 24 as we are wrapping up the nation of Judah and coming to its sad and tragic death. Pharaoh Necho from Egypt had deposed King Jehoahaz and brought him to Egypt. He then required Jehoahaz's brother, Jehoiakim, to pay taxes to Egypt. Jehoiakim would reign in Judah for 11 years. In his days, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up and Jehoiakim became his vassal for three years. The taxes that had been paid to Egypt now needed to be paid to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. We know much about the reign of Jehoiakim from the prophet Jeremiah. When Urijah the prophet denounced him and then fled to Egypt, Jehoiakim sent his men to find and kill him. Jeremiah announced that Jehoiakim would not be mourned when he died. He would have the burial of a donkey rather than a king. That's how bad he was. When Jeremiah wrote down his prophecy on a scroll and then gave it to King Jehoiakim, the king cut it into pieces and burned it in the fire. He had no regard for the word of the Lord. So it's not surprising that God would bring King Nebuchadnezzar against him. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon was rising in power. The Babylonians had already been able to gain independence from the Assyrians. Then Nebuchadnezzar defeat both the Assyrians and Egyptian forces. As Nebuchadnezzar came through the area, he forced Jehoiakim to pay him tribute rather than to Pharaoh, which he did for three years. This happened in 605 B.C., at the same time, the Babylonians deported some of Judah's best young men to Babylon, including Daniel and his three friends. They were actually royalty. This was the first deportation of captives from Judah to Babylon. Jehoiakim then turned and rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, and the Lord sent against him raiding bands of Chaldeans, bands of Syrians, bands of Moabites, and bands of the people of Ammon. 
He sent them against Judah to destroy it, according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoken by his servants, the prophets. Surely at the commandment of the Lord, this came upon Judah to remove them from his sight because of the sins of Manasseh, according to all that he had done, and also because of the innocent blood that he had shed, for he had filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, which the Lord would not pardon. So in 601 BC, Pharaoh Necho turned back Nebuchadnezzar's forces at the Egyptian border. Jehoiakim must have seen this as his opportunity to throw off the Babylonian yoke of taxes. Judah leaned on Egypt here, but it would prove to be a splintered reed. God then sent bands of Syrians, Moabites, Ammonites, and the Chaldeans, which was another name for the Babylonians, against Judah to destroy it. Jeremiah had seen a vision of a boiling pot that faced north, symbolizing the coming invasion from Babylon. And this occurred because of the wickedness of King Manasseh of Judah, which had been so great, for he had filled Jerusalem with innocent blood. God had pronounced judgment against Judah because of King Manasseh, and he would not relent. And that's the thing. We can always receive forgiveness from God if we will repent of our sins. But if we don't repent, then that guilt remains upon us and God's judgment will ultimately come. Now we know from Second Chronicles and Jeremiah that Nebuchadnezzar came against Jerusalem in 597 BC to punish Jehoiakim for rebelling against him. He bound Jehoiakim to bring him back to Babylon where he would later die. Verse 5. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoiakim and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? So Jehoiakim rested with his fathers. Then Jehoiakim, his son, reigned in his place. So make sure you get the difference there, Jehoiakim and Jehoiakim. Gets confusing, a little bit too close in pronunciation. Nebuchadnezzar appointed Jehoiakim's son, Jehoiakim, as king in his place. And Jehoiakim is also known as Jeconiah and Coniah, probably because it sounds a little bit different than Jehoiakim. And the king of Egypt did not come out of his land anymore, for the king of Babylon had taken all that belonged to the king of Egypt from the brook of Egypt to the river Euphrates. And so now the other world-dominating empires, the Assyrians, they're off the map. The Egyptians, they're off the map. God had raised up King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon to be a world-dominating ruler at this time in the Babylonian Empire coming into its fullness. Jehoiakim was 18 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem three months. His mother's name was Nehushta, the daughter of Elnathan of Jerusalem. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father had done. At that time, the servants of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up against Jerusalem, and the city was besieged. 
And Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came against the city as his servants were besieging it. Then Jehoiakim, king of Judah, his mother, his servants, his princes, and his officers went out to the king of Babylon, and the king of Babylon, in the eighth year of his reign, took him prisoner. Now, Jehoiakim was only 18 years old, and he only reigned three months because he did evil in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father had done. The Babylonian army was besieging Jerusalem when King Nebuchadnezzar arrived. And then King Jehoiakim, his mother, servants, princes, and officers all went out of the city to meet King Nebuchadnezzar. And he carried out from there all the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house and he cut in pieces all the articles of gold which Solomon king of Israel had made in the temple of the Lord as the Lord had said also he carried into captivity all Jerusalem all the captains and all the mighty men of valor 10,000 captives and all the craftsmen and smiths none remained except the poorest people of the land and he carried Jehoiakim captive to Babylon, the king's mother, the king's wives, his officers, and the mighty of the land he carried into captivity from Jerusalem to Babylon, all the valiant men, 7,000 and craftsmen and smiths, 1,000, all who were strong and fit for war. These the king of Babylon brought captive to Babylon." King Nebuchadnezzar carried out all the treasures from the temple and from the king's palace. He also took captive Jehoiakim, his mother, his wives, officers, and leaders to Babylon, over 10,000 captives, leaving only the poorest people of the land. He also took all the valiant men of war captive, so there would be no opportunity for rebellion. It is interesting that the prophet Ezekiel was also taken captive at this time. And this was the second deportation of Jews out of Judah to Babylon. Then the king of Babylon made Mataniah, Jehoiakim's uncle, king in his place and changed his name to Zedekiah. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king. And he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hamutal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. That's not the Jeremiah, the prophet, different Jeremiah. He also did evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For because of the anger of the Lord, this happened in Jerusalem and Judah. And he finally cast them out from his presence Then Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. So Zedekiah was yet another son of Josiah. He was the uncle of Jehoiakim, and he was also evil. He reigned 11 years, and the prophet Jeremiah had much to say about him. He was really not a good king at all. And it was during his reign that King Nebuchadnezzar would return in 586 B.C. to destroy the temple, break down the walls, and take the third and final deportation of Jews to Babylon. At that time, the siege would be so great that people would actually be eating their babies 
uh, under the great famine and siege. So it was very, very dark days in the, in the last part of the twilight of the history of the nation of Judah. And how tragic an end this was to the nation that could claim David as its first king. And yet it was exactly what God said would happen if the people rebelled against him, would not keep his commandments, and forsook him. And God said, if you forsake me, I will forsake you and take you out of the land. They had forgotten that they inhabited the land not by right, but by grace, because ultimately the land belonged to God. And when it was time, God took them out. This should cause us all to fear the Lord, knowing that the fear of the Lord is indeed the beginning of wisdom. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. We know that you've given it to us as an example that we should learn from these things, that we should not make the same mistakes that they made in the past. But God, we acknowledge that you are worthy to be feared, worthy to be loved, worthy to be served. Lord, we do pray for our nation. We know that our sins are great, but Lord, we also know that you are a great Savior who brings forgiveness to all those who repent and trust in you and call upon your name. And Lord, we pray that we would do that, lest we would have to deal with the consequences of our sins. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see where King Nebuchadnezzar invades Jerusalem, taking King Zedekiah and others captive and destroying the temple. It's the tragic death of a nation. We hope you'll join us as we conclude the book of 2 Kings on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.